don't say so many Fs. Hey, everybody, we're live. Hey, Megan. Hello. Hi. So welcome to Arden's Chats, where I, Arden McLaughlin, with Definita Publicity, bring you really cool people in the industry and who are killing it in whatever they're doing to be a resource. So, and to have really just great conversation, which we were having great conversation before you guys hopped in. I mean, one day I'm going to have to do a behind the scenes, but I don't, I don't, I don't have a like little vault, create a BTS. Cause that's what I need right now. One more thing to do. Yeah. All right. So Megan, tell the people who you are. Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to chat. I love doing stuff like this. Um, yeah. So I am the CEO of Chime House Media. We are a Facebook and Instagram uh, boutique agency. It's just my husband and I. We work together. Um, over the last couple of years, we have been working uh, really one-to-one with business owners and helping them grow with Facebook and Instagram ads and managing their ads. Um, and then recently, we have started kind of moving in a different direction where we are running a membership, coaching and teaching people on how to run their own ads in their business, um, which we love. We kind of want to give the power back to the business owners um, and also focusing on doing more VIP days and helping people get started, which I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. um, today as well. So we are all Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen. Which in and of itself is crazy. I think I almost, we'll talk about this for a second. I forgot to tell you this. I think I almost somehow got put in Facebook jail um, (laughs) for copyright or hate speech or something else. And I was like, well, or being a bully. Oh, bullying. That was the other thing. And I was like, is it my page? Because I manage a lot of pages too. So what is Facebook doing when I don't do any of those things? Right. So here's the thing I will say about that. There are a lot of scams going around that will either email you and say that you're violating policies. Yep. They make it look like it's from Meta or Facebook. It was. Um, But in fact, it's most likely not. So that was probably a scam and probably not even real. Um, I've had a lot of clients that are like, I just got this email. What do I do? And they're freaking out. And I'm like, that's not from Facebook. So like, if you look at who the email is from, a lot of time it's like some wonky email or some fake one. It's not from Facebook. Um, or another thing people have been doing is like creating some kind of, um, account on Facebook that's called like disabled something or others. And then they'll like tag you or tag your business page in it and say like, oh, you're restricted now, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so there's just, and it's like, seems to be growing rampant, which I think this meta verified thing is going to help with, which I think we're going to talk about that later too. Um, But there is just a lot of that scam stuff. So like nine times out of 10, it's probably not really a thing. Like, especially if you're not doing ads, like unless somebody reported a comment, that's when you could get put in Facebook jail and they'll, they'll let you know in your Facebook. Okay. But like, honestly, like the funny thing, which is good and bad is like, most of the time, like Facebook doesn't tell you shit. Like if you're disabled, you'll just log in and you're disabled. Like they're not going to, unfortunately, 
Well, Sometimes they don't tell you. You know, it happens on Instagram. So I fa- follow House and Habit and she consistently reports on like real journalism. She's calling it real journalism. Everyone has their own opinion about what real journalism is, but Instagram will put her in jail. And I was like, you know, I did call out Facebook for consistently burrowing. What? Barry. I don't know what the word is. Burying? Burying. Thank you. I don't know why I can't talk. I was like, like, like you could tell they were hiding comments that I was making about mental health and the algorithm like certain things were popping up and certain things weren't which yeah are if you, you know and you know that they're doing it but it i was like well maybe they think me being positive is hate speech because i'm not like mad yeah. at anybody so yeah. and yeah i mean it's it's hard to say because it either could be someone reporting your comment it could be mm-hmm. maybe facebook picking up keywords in it yep. like the machine learning is picking up certain things and then there's yeah. you know automated responses on the back end that are doing things with that sort of stuff. Right. So you have to think that like the large scale in which Facebook is as an operation, like, yeah. I mean, it's bananas. And so, yeah. So, and if, and if you're talking on like sensitive topics, it's just a little bit more difficult. Um, especially in lieu of like the political climate in the last, right. Right. whatever, six years. Um, so yeah, it's harder to have those conversations more like on the platform. Okay. Well, wow, yeah. which leads into the business end of things, right? Like, so this is why I will have so many people come to me and I will say, I do not, my Definita does not do as a large scale social media management. I will partner with people that do it. I don't want to get into it. I manage messages. I manage traditional PR because I'm 44 years old and learned public relations when there were still newspapers and I was on covers of newspapers and that was a big deal. I, I manage messaging and that's a lot of what I do. But what I also say is your message is consistently who you are everywhere you go. Yeah. And you can get really, really angry about things. And I'm not going to get into whatever everyone's angry about this week, because by the time somebody's watching this, there's going to be 12 other things. Yeah. But you have to realize that somewhere along the way, this is not a free, there's no, there's free speech, but there's no such thing as free speech. So how do you tell your clients, even though you're, do, you're doing the digital back end, what is their front end? How does the front end of what they're doing impact the back end of when you come in? Yeah, I mean, we've been really lucky to like not really have any problems with okay. like our clients acting a fool on the front and then we're trying to clean up in the back okay. <laughs> with like with ads and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, we do keep an eye on like the comments because some people will comment on ads and different things like that and like make sure we're talking to our clients about things we're seeing and mm-hmm. having them, you know, they'll remove them. Um, and that sort of stuff, but that really hasn't been a humongous issue. Okay. Um, I think we've just been kind of lucky in that way. We advise because we do the ads piece, the paid piece. We're not creating organic content or anything, but we do like advise them and talk to them about like, you know, what to put out there, what types of videos, like things to say. And a lot of our clients too, like they're either selling like a product or I don't want to say like a basic service, but it's like business coaching or um, 
I don't know, health and fitness stuff, life coaching. We've got someone that sells like personalized babies, baby blankets. We have a CNC machine company. I mean, we're kind of all over the place, but they're never, they're not really businesses that are going to like be out there and needing to take some kind of like stance on a particular issue, if that makes sense. Well, and the funny thing is I work with a lot of businesses that don't need to take a stance on it either. It's just a matter of, and I, you know, and it could be because I have to check myself. I feel like I am the defender of all people all the time. Like I've literally been called out recently. Like you're so much of an empath that it's impacting your work. And these people don't even care about you or it's not impacting them. So I do think that's an important thing. Cause what if they did come to you? Is that like, is it harder to do ads for someone that's just super controversial? Like, is there Uh, a So there was a guy uh, probably about a year and a half ago um, that reached out to us and wanted Mm -hmm. us to do ads. And he sent me some of his stuff, like his couple of his links. I think it was his website, maybe a link to something he was offering. And he was selling, I think at the end of the day, it was like a gut health supplement or something like that, which already can kind of be a little wonky with Facebook because they're Health and wellness can be tricky when it comes to weight loss, but supplements is also kind of like a, can be a flagged topic. Okay. But his marketing message was so aggressive and he was like almost bullying and like his language was really terrible. And I was just like, yeah, we don't align. Like our values are not the same. Like I would never say things like that. Um, to try to like stand out and be different. Like he was taking the bro approach of like trying to be edgy and like different, but he was like coming off as a dick. And I was just like, no, we don't align. Like that's not. And there, I love that because I was going to get into like kind of how you grew your network when you moved here, but it's true. Like you have to, as a business owner, align. And there is totally an audience for that bullying perspective. There really is. I, I'm not a conveyor of that message. And it sounds like you're not a conveyor of that message either. Yeah. But that's where finding, knowing your core values as a person coming in, like, and knowing, and it is, I think it's important because I want to get into the weight loss thing, because I do work with a lot of people who are in the weight loss industry, or I actually was just interviewed by Fox News about my weight loss and the program I use. So it is a it is a big industry. So oh, healthcare yeah. in uh, in of itself, like that's a lot of my clients. It's a billion dollar industry. So yeah. why, and we have been finding, like we can't get digital ads. Some of them are not getting approved or they're getting squashed. What is the issue with healthcare that people need to know? Yeah. So when it comes to like health and wellness and weight loss and supplements and those kinds of things, like Facebook is really against like sort of like sensationalized claims and unrealistic claims and things like that. And it comes, you know, and and it's kind of an umbrella where even if you're making like money claims, like, so they're very against like MLMs. Like if you run an MLM, it's really hard to get your ads approved, which that's a different thing. But like, um, they, it takes the same stance under like the weight loss thing is like unrealistic expectations. They don't want people to be, buying into scams or things that like, you know, say that they're going to lose all this weight in a week when really it's not, you know, okay. 
how it actually works. And so they're just trying to protect the user. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize when it comes to Facebook and business owners get really frustrated with it. And especially because of all the changes that have happened, which have been yielding to the stuff that happened in Congress and privacy laws and data things and that sort of stuff. And it's just that one, when it came to the iOS update and things that happened with privacy laws and things that are changing, like Facebook's reacting to that. Like they have to do these things. They have to take, they've taken away some targeting that are super specific, different things like that. Those are things that they didn't necessarily want to do, but they had to. But at the end of the day, like all these platforms care about is the user experience. Like the users need to have a positive experience, which means liking and engaging with content, you know, commenting, talking to people, sharing things, watching videos, you know, watching videos all the way to the end. Like, you know, all of these things are super important. And if a user has a bad experience or they buy a bad product or something happens like that, they might be less likely to engage with videos, less likely to engage with ads and ads okay. are what drives Facebook. It's they make their money from ads. Like it's a free yeah. platform, right? So they sell advertising for eyeballs and right. that's how it works. And so they want the users to have a good experience so that they consume more ads, they buy more products, then they grow, then they can show business owners that it's worth buying ads because people will buy products. But if people are having, you know, you're letting anyone run ads for any product that might seem unsavory, then at the end of the day, it's not going to be a good user experience. And then it's a ripple effect. Then at the end of the day, people might not want to run ads because of X, Y, Z. So they're trying to protect the user, but you just have to be careful with the wellness and the weight loss, like before and afters, they don't like that. You just have to talk about it in a little bit of a different way, in a more natural way, staying Mm -hmm. away from the quick fix conversation of like lose weight fast, shed pounds today, like before and after, you know, those sorts of things um, is language that Facebook doesn't necessarily like from a copy perspective. And then images, it can be hard. Like I worked with a med spa about a year or so ago and it was kind of hard with like even skin before and afters. Mm. So you just have to be, you know, a little bit more cautious in how you're positioning your product in your business, um, as well as the landing page and things that you're driving things to. And a lot of people might not realize this is that when you are submitting a Facebook ad, if there's a link on it to go to a page or website, Facebook's looking at that page. Because they want to make sure it's congruent, that if you're selling apples here, you're sending people to a page where they can buy an apple, not I'm selling apples here buy an orange. So it also depends on what's on your landing page. And if those words are there and they might not be in the ad, but they're in the landing page, Facebook might not approve your stuff. Well, so this is so interesting because I say this all the time and I love when people back up what I say, that your messaging has to be consistent. So it definitely, like I am all about brand strategy. And as I said, I think I, I don't, my firm really doesn't get into the weeds of social media. We do overall brand strategy. We do like one person I'm hoping to work with, she does need a lot of content but she doesn't want to do it. So what if we brought together other people to do it and then use that on a one big day, right? Like, but your messaging has to be out there. 
But if your messaging isn't aligned across the board, then you're you're missing the point, right? Like you're yeah. not, and that's why Facebook isn't agreeing with you. And that's why everyone else is getting the leads that you're not getting. So one of the things we were talking about was getting in with you and your firm for a VIP day. So is that something we could do in a VIP day? Or is that something that needs to be like, hey, I need you to come to a VIP day? What's a VIP day with you? Yeah, yeah. So traditionally, and this is interesting. So there's a couple things that we could possibly do now that like my gears are turning. But traditionally with our VIP days, we work one-to-one. So it's Matt and I, we work together with the business owner. Typically it's a solopreneur, small business owner, the person that is like, I can manage my ads. I can keep an eye on ads. I don't need to pay a retainer for someone to do that, but I want to make sure that they're set up correctly. I have a strategy that fits into my overall goal and that my ads are going to be good. And so during the VIP day, we put all those ads together. We work with the business owner one-to-one so they understand how to navigate ads manager, what to look for, what kind of like KPIs for their specific ads for their business, what's a good range, what to change if it's not, you know, working um, the way that they want it to, all the things. It's very hands-on with the goal at the end of that day to get that those ads launched and live either the following day or the following week. And then we provide 30 days of support. So once the ads are out in the world, keeping an eye on them, seeing how they're performing. We have a two-week check-in and then a 30-day check-in. And at the two-week check-in, you know, answer questions, help them navigate things. Um, You know, if they're like, oh, is this a good range? Like, is this a good cost per lead? Should I be, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something different? Like, how do I read this data? Going through that, all the more hands-on questions that tend to come about when ads actually start running, Facebook is spending, people are engaging with things and that sort of stuff. So at the two-week mark, we check in on that. The 30-day mark, again, we check in on those things. And then after those 30 days, they're typically off to the races. We're setting up strategies that are very easy to maintain. We're not setting up enormous, you know, 30 ad strategies Um, It's very manageable, but also very impactful, but it's easy for them to handle um, going forward. Now, if we, if you wanted to do something like you need someone that's going to do content, because for a lot of the strategies we do on the VIP day, a lot of it is like visibility, brand awareness, um, and some lead generation. So a lot of top of funnel sort of stuff. Okay. Um, And we need content and an established presence for that to really work. Because what we do is we take organic content they already have. Maybe it's videos, maybe it's images, and we use those as ads. And so it grows all this engagement. It boosts the algorithm. Their organic stuff tends to do Mm -hmm. better and they're reaching more people. And so, but if someone doesn't have content, then we could bring somebody in that would create the content. And then we could make it like this, VIP week where we one half of the week we're doing the content and the other half we're setting up the ads. So, I mean, we we could do something like that too. I just thought about, we totally need to do that. Like we need to figure out, like add it to our list of things to do. Yes. I do think, I mean, one of the biggest struggles I see when people come to me, they say, well, my social media isn't working or such and such, because there's a lot with Legion specifically. And with the people I work with, there's a lot of what I call and what 
some people call predatory marketing. Oh, they, I could talk all day about predatory marketing. Oh my gosh. Legion without a doubt. Like remember back in the day that when you, or we are going to get into verification guys. I, I know, I know I tease that, but back in the day you had to have 10,000 followers to get the swipe up. Right. So you'd pay somebody five grand to get you 10,000 followers. So you could get the swipe up. And I, I remember almost falling for this. Several people that I worked with or I knew through a certain group all did it. And then they were so mad at this person because they were like, well, they, I got my 10,000, but they weren't anyone that could buy from me. Mm-hmm. And I went, they didn't tell you they were going to be people that could buy from you. All they said was they were 10, you were, you were going to get swipe up and it's up to you to what do you do with it? I didn't do it because I said, I can't justify a five grand investment, which I think in 2020, that's what it was. It was like a five grand investment. If I knew how much more I was going to have to do to even make, not to make the money to make 50 or whatever, even 10 to even make that money back because you couldn't mm-hmm. tell me it was from a peer on the box which is still a product that I have, that it's everything you need to start up your PR program, everything. And I was like, I, I would need 50 people, I think, at the time to justify this cost. And you're giving me people in Indonesia who may not be, who can't speak English and who may not be small businesses. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Legion does. I've seen it over and over. They're like, well, they got me. I have 500 new people in my database. I'm like, cool. Are they in Florida? No, they're in Texas. So there are 500 people that do not matter. Mm -hmm. So how do you suss out a strong person who actually delivers results? Maybe they only give you 50, but they give you 50 good. Like, what's that process like? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, one of the girls in our membership actually mentioned, she was like, I really appreciate that you guys get to know the people that are in here. She's like, I've been prey to predatory practices in the past. And it's like, and I feel so bad because there's all these ads and things that people are saying where it's just like, it's like, who's competing for like the most money I can make without doing any work. And it's like turned into this like wild wildfire. Um, And it's hard to know like what's legit and what isn't. And for us, I know like when we're doing Uh Legion, it's important to, you know, at the end of the day, like the business owner has to know who their ideal client is. Like we can only do so much. Like if you don't know who you're talking to, you're trying to talk to everybody. It's going to be a lot harder to really hone in with like your copy and your messaging. Like you talked about, like got to be on point. You got to know who you're talking to though first. So for us, like when we're doing lead gen campaigns, we're making sure that the business owner knows who they're talking to but also knowing about those people in general, like not just, oh, well, her name is Susie and she's a mom and she's overwhelmed. Like, okay, same, like, what is that? You know, but like, what is her capacity and propensity to buy what you have? Is the product suited for the market? Like, what are you saying to her that's going to make her okay. see herself in your copy and to read more and to hit that nerve of like, Ooh, shit, she's talking to me. Like that's definitely me. Um, yeah. And so at least for us, we take that approach and then creating okay. good copy in the ads to 
speak to those people, but then also make sure we're like talking with the business owner and be like, are these, are these good leads? Like, and if not, then we need to pivot some things um, because there's always that when you get into the paid aspect, it's, you know, it's big numbers. And so it's really getting that figured Mm -hmm. out, but it's just, you know, if someone was finding somebody or interviewing someone for like lead gen, I would definitely ask about like the quality of the people and how they go about doing it. And at least for me, like I'm a big values person. Like there are certain business tactics that I just do not want to be associated with. And I don't want to acquire people that way. And so I get, you know, I'm a business owner. So I get tons of emails every day of people that like, I can get you 400 sales calls. And I'm like, it's just me and my husband. You obviously didn't look into my business and what in your mind makes you think that I what would even want 400 sales calls, but I don't even have the capacity for it. Right. So like, I don't want anything to do with that. And I've right. taken a couple calls with people that I ended up really liking and they use more ethical sources of like how they gather leads. And that makes more sense to me. Like, I don't want to hire someone that's just going to scrape lists and now I can make you a custom list and blast emails. Like, I just don't like that. Yeah, they might work, but that for me, just that's not my jam. Um, That's not how I want to build a business and acquire people. So if you're, you know, interviewing people for lead gen, I would look internally, like, what are your values? How do you want to run your business? And then ask those questions to them on like, what systems are they using? How are they acquiring these people? And then how are they making sure that they're quality? What steps are they taking to make sure that they're quality? But having that question in general is already going to put them in a better spot because I feel like a lot of people don't really think about the quality thing until they've already bought the program. And then they're two months in and they're like, I have 500 people in Texas and I live in Florida and I can't do business with them. Like having that question up front is already going to put them in a better position. I like that because I... we seem very like, you know, we've met in person and also like, we just seem to get the cleanup. Like, oh my God, I've totally been burned before. What can you do with this little pile of money I have left? What can you do? And you're like, so one of my goals in general is just being able to bring in good people. So you're not consistently having to clean up. Like you're paying upfront and you're paying people on time and you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're not you're putting credit cards in that work and that they you don't have to chase down money but also that you're not wasting money on other people right mm-hmm. like i think there's a lack of integrity with money right now and you know the and it comes to this place where you're just like, well, how come I'm doing it right and no one else is? Or <laughs> you're coming to me to clean up a mess, so my time isn't as valuable as yours. And what do you, I mean, as a business owner, do you guys run into that? Like, and oh. the thing is, and I also think it's interesting because you moved here and had to start all over. So mm-hmm. how do you keep integrity everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, those are kind of two different topics. Oh, so yeah, I'll, I was like, it is I'll, two different I'll, yeah, I'll start with the Not my best interview ads piece with the cleanup, and then I'll move into to moving here. But um, yeah, I mean, God, the Facebook ads world is just absolutely bananas, and I have so many issues with it because, like, I'm a very obviously values driven person, and there's a lot of people out there that will do anything for a damn dollar, and. Oh. 
it doesn't matter if they're putting people through the ringer. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if they're taking their money, not getting them results. And it's just like, it's painful. So we've gotten a lot of people where that's the case, um, which is actually what prompted our membership. And I was like, I want to help these people because especially when you're a solopreneur or like you're one person or maybe two people like Matt and I were a small biz, just us. We don't have a huge team. We don't really want to, I have an assistant, but other than that, like I never wanted to have huge, like a bunch of employees. And there's a lot of us out there and it's yeah. like, we're not getting venture capital to like, you know, in lines of credit to build this business and loans and all these things. Like most of us no. are funding this shit with our own money. So like, yeah. You don't need to spend that money three, four, five thousand dollars with an agency fee on a retainer, and then where you have to spend at least two thousand dollars a month and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, most of the time that's not a fit for that kind of person, but those people will sell it to them, which drives me nuts every but time. Like, every time, and that's what, and they do a shit job, and that's another whole thing, but anyways, yeah, but like that's why we started our membership because I was like. I want to help these people understand ads, use them enough. Like maybe they'll get into like, you know, way more complex stuff later in their business, mm -hmm. but I want to help them not only understand ads, but bring in other experts to teach them other ways to market their business so that they have a vetted place to go. So they're not getting sucked into predatory practices and they, all these people are vetted by me. Like I'm not bringing somebody in here that I don't trust. So right. If you want to learn organic marketing, you can learn from this person. Or if you want to learn about this, that, and the other, you can learn from these people that are vetted personally by me. Right. Um, because there's just so much of that crap out there. And I wanted to help people, like have them leverage my knowledge, but also so that if they are ready to outsource because they just want, they value their time now, they're at a point where they can, they yeah. can like see through all the bullshit and they know what's up. And they know how to find the right people and they're prepared as opposed yeah. to being like, I just don't know here, take my money. And then it becomes this whole, you know, bad situation. Um, so yes, we have, yeah. we have dealt with a lot of that. And that's unfortunately the nature of a lot of Facebook ad stuff, because prior to the iOS update, you know, it was easy to a lot easier to make money with Facebook ads. So people sell them like they're an ATM and people are still yeah. doing that. And yeah. they're using results that they got in 2017 to sell their Facebook ad stuff now. And it's just like, there's just so much dirty shit and it drives me nuts. And so that's why we started the membership because I'm Ooh. just like fed up with it. <laughs> And I talk about that with media. A lot of people want media, the same media attention they got pre-COVID. And pre-pandemic, I mean, the media has really, really gone to pay to play. Or it's gone to, you know, even traditional media, It just, you can't get the same coverage. And that's why so many people, I think, are leaning into all of these different avenues. Because yeah. they're seeing nothing is without an agenda. Yeah. I mean, somebody today was interviewing, like nothing's without an agenda, which it's fine. There's, there's, I'm making no judgment on that. It's just, yeah. you have to understand and working with people that understand. So let me ask you about speaking of agendas, what's the purpose of should people be paying the 1499 to be verified? 
So with that, I think some people should and some people it doesn't matter for. Okay. If you're like a business owner and a creator and you have a lot of followers and you utilize Facebook ads and like you're using the platform to generate revenue. Yeah. I think that it's worth it. Okay. Um, because the two main things are one, like protection of your account, ideally, right? So there have been so many duplicate accounts of successful people that right. run their businesses on Instagram. I get them all the time from people that I follow and I actually know personally. And then yeah. there's like a duplicate one that's like, hey, buy crypto. Um, oh, yeah. And so hopefully the meta verified is going to cut down on that. Therefore, people, again, back to the user experience, right? If I don't know any better, I'm a regular user and I think, oh, this person is, you know, that has this program or whatever, and they're they're following me now and DMing me, I'm going to give them money for whatever it is. Bad user experience, right? right? I got scammed. Yep. I got scammed on the app and I'm going to tell everybody in their mama that yep. I got scammed. Yeah. So again, back to the user experience, but also the user experience of the business owner, because now their audience is getting right. scammed, which is a negative thing. And so I think that this meta verified will hopefully stop or reduce that from happening because now the user can see this isn't a verified account of the business owner or whatever, which is why I think if you're a business owner and you have a large following and that kind of stuff, it's a good thing to do. Um, but also yeah. the business can be like, these other accounts aren't me, but Facebook is helping on the back end, getting rid of these things, hopefully faster, because that's what it's supposed to do is like, you're verified. If there's other duplicate accounts, they're supposed to be going on the back end and getting rid of those things quicker than they are now, which I understand like okay. the volume that this happens, it's gotta be hard for them to do that. But I'm hoping that that will oh, yeah. reduce that and help. Um, the second okay. thing, is access to support. Okay. So historically, the consumers access, or I'm just going to say regular people, because okay. like regular people that are trying to use the platform and do ads like for their businesses or their solopreneur, like they don't really get cu like customer access to Facebook. If something happens, they like don't, they have to go through like Facebook's like appeal process or all these different things like on the back end, but they don't have any direct access to customer service. And okay. it creates a lot of problems, um, which has been a big gripe of mine for a long time where I'm like, God, if they could get their customer service like up, they would make so much more money. Um, and so hopefully this will help with that, but it's okay. giving regular people access to customer service to help them with their accounts, if things get disabled, if things get shut down, if things go sideways, they have right. someone that can help them and actually look into their situation. So okay. us, we are a preferred like agency advertiser with Facebook because we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with them. So yeah. we get access to them. We can open up chats. We can talk to people. They call us all the time. Like we have a direct line right. and it's extremely valuable. So you know, if I was a regular person and I don't have that access, I was certainly would pay $14.99 for it if I'm running ads and doing those things because sometimes things do get shut down or whatever. Right. Um, and those, I think, are the two biggest perks of Meta Verified overall. How things okay. will play out, we just have to see. It's so okay. new. 
Okay, because I was talking to someone just yesterday or the day before, and she wants to get verified. She makes the bulk of her money on Instagram, and she was keeps trying to get it and keeps being denied. And I was like, I guarantee you it's because they knew this was coming. And they knew, okay, you've been trying for the last month, but we know people are going to be able to pay because she's not in like most people, like they're making their money on it. They want to be very specific. They don't want to work with everyone, but the blue check helps. But getting verified is ever, like everything else. It's transactional, but it's yeah. about a protect, protecting your brand. It's kind of like a little mini insurance policy. Okay. And like, if you think about the amount of people that are on these platforms and all these duplicate accounts that come up all the time and all the scams and all these people that are like one step ahead, always trying to do this stuff. It's really hard. Like, I can't imagine what it'd be like to try to staff. If you think of it from a business standpoint, I right. can't imagine what it would be like to try to staff the amount of people that you would need to like look into these things on a regular basis. And so, you know, I'm assuming some of this money is going to go to helping with that, yeah. which, you know, if it ends up shaking out the way I want it to, I think it's going to be a great, a great thing. Um, because it's just, you know, these platforms are wild, man. It's a wild west out here. <laughs> bots and fake accounts. And then someone who I think created all the fake accounts on me started messaging me to let me know the fake accounts were there. And then like tried to build up this whole friendship with me. And I'm like, dude, dude, like they made me a, I don't, I think I've told this before, but for about, I think most of February I had all these accounts running on, they just rip my pictures and to do exactly what I did. But I was a um, woman of color, tran transitioning. I was a, always a nurse though, always a nurse. So, and it was just like, what's hmm. the point? Yeah. Like, what are you, but I think there's a lot of people who are bored and I, listen, people who are following it, it's not going to make or break my business. If they're, if, if that's being said about me, cause they're like, that's not her. You can tell right. by the, like it was the staccato way the person was typing or whatever. Mm. But if I had brands representing me or if I want to get into influencer marketing, whatever it is with my business, mm -mm, we gotta, we gotta do better. Okay. Yeah. I like that. that was helpful. Okay. So how can people, we're about to run out of time and how can people find you? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram mostly. So my handle is at time house media. So it's spelled right here the same way um, as on the screen. So I'm there. And then our website is chimehousemedia.com. And my email is meganshields at chimehousemedia.com. So I am on all the socials. So it should uh, not be that difficult to find me. Slide into your DMs. Slide into my DMs. I love a good voice note. Oh, Hit me up. Same, same. Love it. The number of people that I would say, can we just voice text about this? Do we need a full phone call? Um, I know. What a time to I be alive. I know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thank you. All right.